What time is it? It's time for Work at Spursy. Mike, Steve, and Dave. Boys, good to see you. Mike, how's it going, my man? It's going really well. Um, I, I'm, I'm really thrown off by this early start, um, but that's fine. It's perfectly fine. You can explain why we're recording early. I have no problem with uh, with blame landing where it should uh, land. Dave's new life really fucked us all up. Actually, it's not even his new life. It's got nothing to do with his new life this time. <laughs> it's just that's a right. A commitment it's, Dave forgot. It's Dave's, it's Dave's it commitment to, to high school sports is yeah. uh, is is he's a is big fan is. of the high school sports. He made a commitment, yeah. forgot about it, got reminded of it, had to fix it, and thankfully my my uh, two uh, Spurs boys um, supported me in that effort. It's appreciated, guys. You see, I'm glad I'm we're doing. I'm glad we're doing fall. it now instead of like on Thursday. I just feel like that's too late. But uh, <laughs> the other two days, I've got things to do. I got you know my life as a dad. Um, but uh, otherwise, everything's great um, in Mike land. Uh, we um, did a little shoveling yesterday. Uh, not as a family. My daughter decided that uh, she didn't want to come out and play in the snow. Uh, it was a beautiful day out there. My son, um, I'll tell you, I'll, I'll give you one little story uh, of what my son did in the snow. We have uh, a low area where where there's like a culvert and then there's a pipe that feeds water. When it fills up, it feeds the water into like this natural swale well because of all the rain this it just stayed it stayed filled with water you know because every time it rains it just fills right back up Mm -hmm. because the water's got nowhere to go now because of all the rain we've had well it froze over and of course my son is out there with a little chisel and a hammer hammering (laughs) through the ice and i tried to explain to him what physics what physics was and I said, you realize there's a game called Don't Break the Ice. So if you break the ice and you're on it, it gets weaker as you break it. So if it's not one unit, you're going to fall through into the water. And he looked at me. He looked right at me. And went, eh. <laughs> Just kind of eh. had, to, eh. had to test it, didn't he? Yeah, sure enough. The, the neighbor's grandkid comes down and says, hey, you want to go sledding on our hill? He's like, yeah. So I went and grab, grabbed a sled for him, gave him the sled. And of course, you know, he left the fucking the the hammer and the little chisel out there on on the ice that's covered in snow right so i'm out there i go i step i step out there and immediately foot right down to the fucking water <laughs> I, I knew he had left the hammer out there so i was going to get it and i went right down in the water and and of course my wife is like did you fall in and i went yep fucking kid he got you good me. I kind of think me. that one's on you, though. You know, you like you you knew it was there. You knew the threat existed. Yeah, you yeah. The sloppy. thing is, is like I had been shoveling a little bit between me telling him that, and then me going, ah, "This fucking kid left the goddamn my my goddamn tools out there. I gotta go get them, or they're gonna be buried in snow and rust." <laughs> so there you go. That was my weekend. So Mike has a wet foot. Is basically what you're what you're telling us. Oh, and my football team. Uh, American football team, uh, gridiron football, if you will. Uh, they have ended 
the the four year misery that was Ron Rivera. Um, oh, did they? I didn't see that they fired him yeah. today. Okay. Yeah, they fired him. Yeah, I, mean, I saw it coming. Yeah, mostly Daniel Snyder's fault, like for not supporting him as a coach, but is what it is. Uh, Ron's a good guy. I wish him well, but uh, on to bigger and better things, I think, for Washington. Yeah, I, I think you're right. Um, my football team uh, proved they were exactly who they've always been yesterday. So there's that. Mm-hmm. Steve, your your American football team at least had a had a day. Yeah, we did. It meant nothing for us. Uh, right. <laughs> And honestly, we probably would have benefited more if we had lost, but true. Eh. Very, very true. How's it going for you, Steve? It's going well, going well. You know, it's a new week, new year. We're really getting through it. Um, we had some fun in the snow as well yesterday, my son and I. Uh, he wanted to go sledding, uh, but I was still shoveling the driveway. And honestly, I wasn't sure if the uh, the sledding hill was you know, in a position to be used. Like, I didn't know mm-hmm. if they had plowed up to it and, you know, all that stuff. But he was really invested in this idea of sledding. So I figured, well, I'm outside shoveling anyway. So I just shoveled it all into a pile right in front of our front porch. And I made a tiny little hill for him to sled down. I mean, he's three years old, right? Like, it, he doesn't need a whole lot. He doesn't need to be, you know, a, a daredevil going down the side of a mountain or anything. Uh, but it was... It ended up being more like a six-inch drop that just slopes and he shoots out a little bit. But it was a lot of fun. He made me ride on that with him uh, like 20 times. We didn't go very far, but he was enjoying himself, so it was a good day. That, that's awesome. And think about it. Like, right as a dad, it's all right there. When he gets tired, boom, inside. There's no there's no cleanup. There's no, like, oh, we have to go home now, et cetera. Absolutely. Yeah. You just the, other thing, uh, the other thing is, as a dad, you then get to have hot chocolate. Absolutely. Also true. Yeah. Steve, you it's just not just think. reserved for the kids. When I was a kid, at least for, you know, about, uh, let's say seven or eight years, we lived in a house that was a raised ranch, you know, so like a two story um, ranch. And on the, the one side of it, the, the yard kind of sloped up to the, the windows of the lower level. So there was probably what was the equivalent of like a, I thought it was like a 10 foot hill, you know, back in the day as a kid. And I would sit up there and sled down that thing all day long. Last time I was back in my hometown, I just drove by, you know, the, that particular house that I lived in when I grew up and I looked at it and like this, this hill that I thought was just a behemoth was maybe like two feet high, you know, like it was just the, the most unimpressive little, little slope you'd ever seen, but it brought me hours and hours of fun. Stayed out of my parents' hair too. So it worked out. Perfect. Well. You got it. Well, hey boys, you want to talk about uh, a little bit of the football, the, uh, the other football? Yeah, yeah, why not? We're let's here, right? Let's That's what it. we're here for. We had a bit of a cup match last, that was Friday, right? Last that Friday. That was Friday, yeah. Um, Mike, why don't we get, have you get us started? What, what did you see and what did you like or dislike about cup match on Friday? Um, I thought we were going to, I honestly thought we were going to tear them up. Um. I thought the energy was going to be too much for them uh, right for the jump. And uh, again, right from the jump, they kind of, we took it to them and took it to them and took it to them. And they sat in that fucking low block as they do. And like, this was a kind of a different Burnley team than we saw last time we played them. Right. So they like, they were trying to do their Burnley things. They're, they're, their new style Burnley football against us early on in the season. And then when we played them uh, on Friday, it was 
more of the old Burnley, like the mm-hmm. the low block shit and uh putting, you know, nine, sometimes 10 guys behind the ball. Um, and then just hoping for something to sc- squirt out toward, you know, one of their attacking players. Um, overall, it's a pretty boring game. Uh, I don't think anybody was very spectacular. I don't think anybody was spectacularly bad. I think Pedro Porro was, again, um, he was steady, man. I mean, if there's some, if there's somebody going to give that, going to give that man of the match to, uh, it's, it's going to be him. Um, you know, Vic didn't have a whole shit ton of work to do. Um, did get interesting at the end of the game. Um, I thought substitutions were what they were being, it being a cup game. Um, also us being without, um, without three of our bigger players, uh, well, four five, six of our big players, um, but <laughs> three big players, three big players left us. You almost lose that, track, don't you? Do the like AFCON it. thing. Yeah. And the Asia Cup thing. So um quick question on that. Is that just the month of January or does it spill over? No, I think the Asia Cup spills over into February. Okay. Um, it doesn't matter. South Korea is not favored to win anyway. So uh oddly enough, Saudi Arabia is. Um well, yeah, said, I mean they paid enough, right? Oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> I would have I would have said Japan if anybody. Hey, but what's but... what's his face wants to come home from Saudi though, right? Um, Jordan Henderson. Jordan Henderson, yeah. He's, yeah, his work, weird, his weird. He didn't. There. He he didn't. He didn't like the oppressive <laughs> the oppressive government and and like shocking. I thought he shocking. was going to fix it. I thought that was the. That's, the whole that was his deal, right? Yeah, he was yeah. going over there to to fix the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was never happening. Um, <laughs> that was. Thousands of years of oppression fixed by Jordan Henderson. <laughs> Congrats! What we were waiting for for so long. <laughs> yeah. So, anywho, back to the game, Dave. Um, yeah, I mean, pretty boring game the entire game. Um, I think we should. I think we should honestly talk about the the um, the folks we saw coming in um, and. Uh, for substitutions, you know, I thought Skip was uh, again just like filling space. He's just there. So, he wasn't I, a detriment. He wasn't just Skip. wasn't. He wasn't really spectacular either. Yeah, go ahead, Steve. It yeah, because he's you know, and I know uh, I talked. I think it was last week about how you know Alistair Gold was saying like you know live he looks better than he does on camera. Yeah, but uh, you know from what we're able to see here just on the the broadcasts it really looks like he is like this ugly duckling, you know, odd man out in the midfield where his role isn't super clear to him. You know, like you can see uh, Benton Curran, Lo Celso, they're picking up different uh, areas of the field and you can kind of tell like, okay, you know, Gio's dropped back. He's trying to receive the ball and get it a little deeper. And, you know, Benton Curran's kind of moved up, but Skip just kind of feels much more aimless to me. Like he's not looking to necessarily get involved in the buildup as much and is more concerned with, you know, passing lanes and, and, you know, trying to be a little bit disruptive, which, you know, when you're playing a team that is kind of sitting back and, and allowing a lot of the possession and a lot of the probing, it doesn't really help, does it? Like, there's nothing for you to intercept. There's nothing for you to shut down because we are the dominant possessing team. So you got to do something different to get in there. And I think Mike's right. I, I just don't think he, he, does that it's it's almost as if he doesn't belong right like he just 
I I think he knows what his job is, but I don't. I just don't think he has the skill required to do that job in that position. I I would honestly like to see him playing back where where Bentinker was playing, and and, and congrats to to Roddy for 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 picking up that captaincy, right? Yeah, that was a little shocking to me. I don't know about you. I I, I assumed. Uh, yeah, I mean, I honestly assumed it would be uh, Ben Davis. Yeah, um, I did too. Um. And I, I liked Angie's rationale. Like he said, it was because he worked so hard to get back and et cetera, et cetera. But I, I kind of feel like, oh, that's yeah, he's a team guy. He's respected. I'm sure he's yeah. respected. But I kind, I kind of feel like it should be like, I don't know, a captain should be, it shouldn't just be an award, I guess is what I'm saying. Does right. Any sense? Or a reward. Yeah. A reward. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. 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 I, I you know, I agree. Uh, I think it's so, I think it's, a, uh, I think it should be a, a statesman, somebody who's, who's been on the team and is respected. And he's been at the club for a long time, and as well as somebody who's going to be a field general out there, who's going to be, who's going to be talking, who's going to be directing, that kind of stuff. That's why I always think like a defensive midfielder, or maybe even a center back is, <clears throat> is somebody who would be a good captain. Um, in 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 Son's case, it, it, that makes absolute sense. Yeah, I mean, and no he's disrespect. One the, he's one of the most respected football footballers from around the world. Yeah, no disrespect to Silky with with that analysis. It's just not at all. Not at all. Uh, he's welcome to come onto the pod. We can talk to him about yeah. it at any point. I'd be I'd be down with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me too. Um, but yeah, like I mean, like Steve said, it just it, he does. He's like an ugly duckling. It's like he, he almost doesn't belong out there in that position. I'd rather see him in a six. Um. That said, you know, when Hoiberg came on, I thought, boy, all right, someone to shore up this this midfield, the defense, every you know, all is well. Um, and he just didn't do it. Like he looked almost like he didn't want to be out there. Um, he looked like a lot of his passing was kind of nonchalant. He gave a lot of balls away. Um you know, he still he still kind of did his thing. He went out there and he was a professional. He played football, but he just wasn't great at it. I I thought Sessignon in his in his comeback. I don't know if it was like the right game or the right time for him to come in because you know it's a one nil game and you're putting Sessignon on to to spell Udogi. Like, was he, did he spell Udogi? No, he no, came, he was on no, for Johnson, for, I think. for Brennan, right? Yeah, that's right. Um, but he got he did get torched torched on the edge of the box. Uh, that was that, that last challenge, right? And Vicario, Vicario had him in the, in the midfield after the game. Did you yeah. see that? Yeah. Yeah. That was good. Would, would, like love he was he said. would love to <laughs> look like he was yelling at him, but I think he was probably just out there kind of saying, Hey, this is, this is the system and this is what you did wrong. And this is what we need. You know, he did shove away a couple of Burnley players. <laughs> he did. Um, but you know, overall still we're in that same situation. Can't break down that low block. Can't figure out how to break down that low block. Honestly, um, I feel like a lot I think of Decky was very, Decky was very wasteful sometimes, lots of times. Steve, what you got? I mean, Mike's yeah. You, you look at the stats, right? We had 16 shots, seven on target. I mean, it's not for lack of of getting into these positions and and trying to do something with it. It's just we're not 
finishing it like we're 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 we could have put this game to bed and just you know through poor finishing through taking one too many touches to taking a heavy touch and you know miscontrol it just wasn't really working and i think at one point like because johnson was superb out there until it came to you know making that final third decision um but even the uh the commentators had noted like because he started to just you know what i'm gonna drift in i'm gonna take a shot and it was on target at least right a little bit harder you know maybe a little bit uh more upper 90 it, it would have looked much better but I, yeah uh, i think i think at least five of those seven were directly at the keeper yeah but that's that's the thing right it's not that we're not able to to get these shots off it's just that we're poor at them which makes this whole inclusion of Timo Warner coming in a little bit interesting, but uh, you know we'll talk about that a little bit later, uh, I'm sure. But for this game in particular, you know it it was kind of boring, right? Like it, it just didn't have that same level of energy. And uh, you know I'm looking on the field for you know who's going to be that guy to step up and really push things forward, right? Like Decky has, you know he looked off, you know he wasn't really at his best. And I know that he's a workhorse, but, uh, you know, Pedro Poro, I think he deserves all the plaudits because this is a guy who is like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm taking a shot now. And <laughs> what a shot it was. It was. Um, but you we know need those the, the thing is, we know right? he's got that quality in him, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I wish, I wish more of our attacking players would do that, right? Like they just, it seems like they're trying to do all these cute little fancy things to get in and around the box. And then it just sort of falls apart and it's frustrating. But he's talking about his quality. Did you guys see any of the quotes from the other players who said like, oh yeah, he shoots all the time in practice. It was cool to see him actually make one. That was, yeah. that was kind of the gist <laughs> of the comments. <laughs> hey, it's, you know, it's an attempt and, you know, I can't fault it. It's like, you know, some of the attempts that uh, Sar would make in previous games where it's like, I don't know why you're shooting from there, but I'm kind of yeah. glad you're doing it. Right. Cause at some point, the defense or the the midfield needs to recognize that there is going to be a threat coming from further out mm -hmm. and needs to step up and that's just going to open up space in the box if we keep trying to do a lot of this cute shit in and around the box they're just going to cram the box make it difficult it's not that I hard think that, <clears throat> yeah i think that like that's part of one of the drawbacks of Andrew's system is that he doesn't necessarily want shots from outside outside the box like that he wants you to drive the ball into the box. He wants you to create create higher percentage chances, right? Absolutely. Um, and statistically, lots, lots of st well, statistically, those those shots that are from outside the box, <laughs> that are especially that far outside the box, when they are that far, I mean, statistically, they're going to go wide one way or another. They're going to go over the over the goal. It's not good. often is it gonna is it gonna bounce out for a for a tasty fucking rebound, right? Yeah. So you have to you have to be able to to use that as a as a skill and as as a tool to get them to break out of that to break out of that uh, low block. So just in my estimation, absolutely. And I know you talked Sassany on a little bit, but I want to kind of touch on these other subs too uh because for me i just you know i i wanted it to work but i just don't see how hill competes in this league he just he doesn't seem to have the strength for all the technical ability he has it just doesn't seem like he is able to cope with the physicality at all he's another guy who's like 
one of those tryhards. You know, he does. <laughs> he does try hard. He just doesn't have strength and the quality. You know, <clears throat> another guy that I thought w- was never going to make it was was Dane Scarlett. And I I thought Dane Scarlett did some really really nice things. I mean, he lost, but he lost w- one important ball. But like. Dane did some really good things. He uh, and he looks like he put on some muscle. Um, yeah, he he did. He he looks like he's put on some muscle. He looks like he's grown up from the last time we really saw him. I thought Jamie Donnelly was fantastic in in his in his brief minutes out 100%. there. Percent. He looked hungry. I, I, he did look hungry, and and I think that he could. Uh, eventually be an option in that in, in that number number 10 role that madison role like you know we keep hearing from um some other other fellow podcasters that like he's the closest like for like um and you know for what it's worth like it's it's hard to kind of pull that out of like i watched some of those youth matches on on the the spurs play but any anytime i've seen him it's kind of like it's hard to kind of to figure out whether that system that they're playing down at that level is the same that they're playing up here. And, and in, under previous managers, it wasn't, it was like the U 21s, the U 18s, the U 16s were all doing their own thing. And now it seems that they're more on pace to kind of develop within the, the Postacoglu system of playing out from the back and through the midfield and just kind of all out attacking and you know it, it's really i i think it's really going to be a benefit to to spurs uh moving forward because you're going to get a lot more of these homegrown youth academy players uh making good with the with the club and we're going to have a system where we can <clears throat> funnel them up through to the to the big club or we can sell them for for money to buy other players when we need them. Yeah, that's spot on. Speaking of, uh, Phillips is gone now too, right? Championship loan, which is interesting to me. I don't know why that's. I just it's interesting to me that it's it's Phillips and not Dorrington. I, I think Dorrington has got to be the guy who is closer to the first team and i have to wonder what is it about the two of them that is so different because at the start of the season i would have expected phillips to be closer to the first team um but to have drifted down the pecking order and even in games where there is a youth center back out there it seems dorrington is the option uh instead i think it's i think it's well i think the main thing is that uh dorrington is kind of better with the ball at his feet is a better uh distributor um but i mean that that's not to say that i think phillips i think phillips is going to be a better player i just think he needs just more time and and i think that's kind of why they sent him out on loan versus keeping him keeping him here and training with the first training with the first team or or even playing with the the u21s it's it's better to have that academy kid, I think, in my estimation, to stay and uh, stay with the academy, stay with with the club, um, and make the loan when they're ready. Like you know, the Phillips has already played championship, right? 
he's in, in, in a championship side. He's he's just needs to develop a little more, get a little tougher, get better with the ball out of his feet, get become a better overall defender. Um, I think his his size and his pace is what's going to really help him in the future. I think he just needs to make those progressions. And, you know, I could just be talking out of my ass. I mean, I, I know fuck all about anything. Um, <laughs> You're selling yourself who, short. <laughs> who, the, who the hell knows? Who the hell knows what's going through the minds of these of these guys when, when they're sending their, their players out on loan? But all I know is that apparently the team he's going to is like, they've got an abysmal defense. So it sounds like he's got the opportunity to step in. And honestly, I think probably show some leadership qualities, like kind of like how um, Divine's doing, right? He's He's got to step up into a team that's not really all that great and just prove it, like lift them up around him. And, and maybe it's the same thing for Phillips. He's going into this team. They're not performing well. Maybe he's got to be the guy to like, grow up a little bit and and take some charge because he does want to impress uh you know the the spurs higher ups and whoever else is keeping an eye on him absolutely absolutely but, i i just I, I think that uh do we want to talk about some transfers right now like some of that itk mike tk well you're you're itching to aren't you mike oh let's oh, talk God. mike tk <laughs> no no so that. we can let's let's talk about let's talk about this and then i think dave's sitting on a question too so uh let's talk let's start with mike tk do have something i want to ask we could we can we can do the question whenever you want or we can uh we can pivot to uh x chelsea hated mike t hated players mike tk well either way give the fan what he wants either way both questions have to do with mike so mike tks Listen, okay. For for what it's worth, I fucking hate I I hate that it's Timo Werner. <laughs> <laughs> because and and maybe it's maybe it's misguided, misdirected. <clears throat> it seems he's already pretty coy, but uh I guess I guess if he gets a chance to get back to the Premier League, uh, you're going to be coy, you're going to be fucking tune whatever fucking other you're gonna be a gunner for life, whatever. Um, if you if you can get back to the to the Premier League, that's a big deal for for any player. That said, I hated the fucking guy, and I hate that I have to probably love him now and mm-hmm. hope that he does well. The the thing that I've been sitting on after I initially heard um, is that this is probably a pretty good deal, right? It's a great deal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, no, probably it's it's we're, we're paying we're paying his wages, which might be kind of high. Um, we're at no at, at no risk at all. There's no there's no money being exchanged, so it's it's you know until I think I, I, think I saw the option is seventeen million on the back end. Like, yeah, I mean, and that's well, almost nothing. That's almost if, nothing. so. Like if he if he makes well, fuck yeah, let's do this. And if he doesn't go back to Germany, you know, I mean, it's, it's one or the other. And, and, and I think it's low risk. It's high reward. The guy's got, the guy's got pace. He's got strength. Um, He can play attacking midfield. He can play on the left. He can play uh, up the middle. He, he's kind of a Swiss army knife. I keep saying it, but it, like, do, do you think he, he can play like... in multiple positions and, and he's, He's fast as fuck, dude, and he's good with the ball at his feet. Do you think he looks like Max Verstappen? 
No, not at all. Not at all. Interesting. No. Interesting. No. I think he looks like a German sol- a German soldier who uh, is just <laughs> sitting. He's like in a World War II movie. He's just kind of. He's one of the guys in the periphery that you just kind of see. He doesn't have a speaking part or anything. Just generic German soldier number three or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he, he, he's just Are marching you, in a line. You know, I, I, I like how you're not directly calling him a word that you don't want to call him. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. <laughs> this is. I, he looks like a German soldier in a particular war with no particular <laughs> lines and doing nothing in particular. Not a way to dance around it. Okay, he looks like an actor portraying a German soldier in a way. <laughs> oh Christoph, boy. No, it. You know, there's and no he, path. He's out. he's a beloved he's a beloved actor. He's a beloved. You could have just said he looked like Verstappen and you would have been totally fine. He doesn't but, look you know. anything like Verstappen. All right, fair enough. Fair enough. Sting. Sting, Sting the wrestler or Sting the singer? Yes. <laughs> Same person. <laughs> yeah, of course they're the same person. I don't want to hear anything otherwise. So, so I mean, I, I, I'm, I want to hear Steve's take on on this because I'm sure he's got some uh, stuff to enlighten us with. As far as this, is the type of player is it? Do we need that type of player? I think, I think for me, it's just all, all the players we can get in um, that have quality, that have Premier League experience, or that have big high level experience um bring them in because we need depth so my thoughts on on the whole warrior thing i've got two right the first and foremost and the one that i think everybody in spurs land should really be thinking about when it comes down to this and any other transfer if Ange wants him just let him have it like this dude is doing miracles for us right now if he says that this is the guy he's the guy like i want him to um, you know, I get the whole not liking him and, you know, he has had a pretty, uh, not even a, a terrible record. He's just kind of a meme in a way in the league based off of his time at Chelsea. But, uh, again, the second thing that I would mention is Richarlison was kind of a meme too. And he's been doing significantly better, staying on sides more, getting the goals, getting the assists. Um, if Ange can get Richarlison firing like that, I think Werner has has a significant potential to be a game changer for us in some capacities, right? It just he's like Mike said, he's versatile, so he adds a different dynamic than uh, a lot of what we've seen. We have a lot of versatility in the team, but sometimes you need somebody who's a little bit better at one particular facet, right? The speed in some cases, uh, which, like Mike said, Werner's gotten spades, so. For me, having him on board as somebody that Ange requested and they've had the conversation and he's excited to be here and and put the effort in for Ange, I think it could really work out. And honestly, if it does, if he absolutely lights it off the back half of the season, 17 mil is a steal in the market. And you know what? If he sucks ass, he just goes back to Leipzig and we never talk about him again. You know, problem solved. So I'm I'm really excited for it. I think it's a, a pretty interesting option. And it's it's one of those like so far out of left field unexpected options that uh, I'm genuinely curious about it because this could work. It could be another, you know, brilliant Ange moment. And I am all for that. Steve, Mike, what about the uh, some of the other 
other uh, names that are floating about. Listen, um, so you, Mike, you've been waiting for this. You love this. We don't normally let you do so this. So I want, I want, letting Cal, you, letting I want Cal Drogo on our fucking team. Cal Drogo, fucking week. <laughs> By the end of this fucking week, I want him. Um, he's gonna be, the, he's gonna be the guy who is gonna pick up yellow cards when Romero's not around to pick up yellow cards. <laughs> They'll just alternate um, suspensions. It's fine. That's correct. That's correct. It's like holy shit, you're on four. We got to put Cal Drogo in just to make sure that you don't get your fifth. And when you do get your fifth, then he will only have three at that point. And then it's going to rotate. It's going to be perfect. No, I think, I think he's going to be perfect option to back up, uh, to back up and play that Romero type role. You know, fun um, fact, he actually only has one yellow card this season. Great. You know what? You said that about fucking Romero too. And then what happened? He got all of the yellow cards. <laughs> all of them. Just don't worry um, about it. And even fine. a red. Yeah, that's um, true. So, uh, so since we announced that, since it was announced that we were coming after him, uh, thanks, Fab Romano. Um, what has happened? Uh, Napoli has jumped in. Uh, AC Milan has jumped in, and now today Bayern Munich has jumped in on it. Um, I just think his agents think, are in the pot. I think the I, I think the AC Milan thing it, it was just a little bit of. Uh, much ado about nothing probably coming out of coming out of his camp but um just to get spurs moving um spurs are going to have to get closer to that 30 million that they want and i think they will i i think they're just trying to save a few bucks as they always do um i'm hoping that it gets over the line pretty soon but you know you got to be concerned when somebody like Bayern music Bayern munich comes sniffing around especially when they're coming after one of our <laughs> defenders um Dude, they can have Dyer. I I don't know why Tuchel would want him in in that system. Who I think Dragus, I think Dragusin uh, would be perfect, or Dragusin, or however you pronounce it. We 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 don't talk about. Uh, he, they, what, they, nose, they, they, they want Dyer. They want, want Dyer. Well, here's the thing. It, it, this is this is where I'm kind of going with this. Is that I think it's maybe Bayern Munich trying to force our hand. Uh, in order to get, in order to get Dyer out the door, to them, as quickly as they can, they do need a center back. Um, and if they don't get some defensive help soon, they're not going to win their league. That said, you know we need them too. Um, I think it's been, I think all the actual like real outlets that are reporting real news, real ITK. I also profess to say that ITK is not real. Um, but it's not real until it's real, right, Dave? Darn Skippy, show me the jersey. Hit. That's right. Um, show, me the, show me the team announcement. Most of the most of the reputable sources are are coming out and saying that Spurs are still in the driver's seat. It's all being hammered out as we speak, and it should be done by the end of the week. Let's hope that happens, uh, and we don't have to worry about that anymore. Um, and we. Uh, we might have another uh, defender coming in. Is that correct, Steve? Another defender? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yes, you're talking about my return to the gym and working out and making myself available. Yes, I I do play defense. Um, you know, Bostokoglu, call me up anytime. Happy to jump in. I don't, I don't. What, what I don't, were you going for there, Mike? What, what were you actually Loic, uh Loic Bade. 
I've I know nothing about this guy. Yeah, he's like twenty. He's like twenty three years old. Um, he's a he's a central defender with with speed. He's got uh he's got good ball handling skills. Um, speed, huh? Great movie. It was a great movie. Great movie. Anyway, um, so we we might have another center back coming in too. There's there's been multiple mentions about Connor Gallagher. Um, uh, Morgan Gibbs Gibbs White was uh was mentioned at some at one point. Like those the Connor Gallagher and the Gibbs White ones are the fun ones, but um, Nottingham Forest apparently just came out and said that yeah, they want ninety million for him. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Like, good luck. Like, very nice. Nope. No thanks. Very nice, <laughs> Mike. So, you know, there's one. Uh, one. Uh, this has been uh, your edition of uh, Mike TK. Mike TK. There was something else I was wondering about. Would you like to know what it is? Yeah, Steve. I'm telepathically shooting it over to you. I got a question that I'd love for you to ask, Mike. Hey, Mike. What you drinking? Ah, oh, dude. You know, I uh, I was I was just drinking this delicious Barks uh, Zero Sugar. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait, Barks makes beer or non-alcoholic beer? <laughs> That's a root beer. Root, David. root beer. Root beer. Root the beer. Root of all um, beers. So yep, still on still on uh not uh, nine uh, eight days in. Yeah, still... It's all January eighth. Yay. <laughs> I just said to my wife when I got home, I was like, I need a beer. I just need a beer. I just need a beer. <laughs> uh I'm gonna go near beer. Today we're gonna go safety glasses. Safety glasses, huh? Yep, safety glasses. Who's the uh, brewer on this band? Indus- this is the industrial arts. That's right. I remember that one. So let's just pop this open. It, this is a NA near beer IPA. It's a near beer IPA. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I'm just skeptical. You should be, David. I know, like I, you should be. You can't bring me big flavors without big impact. Hmm. It doesn't smell bad. I picked up today a four pack of uh, Bay State. Uh, Becky likes the smell. I know that's a good one. I know Mike. I love that one. I really love that one. And then I picked up these uh, the hazy rays that I'm drinking currently. Little just Lawson's. I'm to grab a little Lawson's finest liquids. Um, I did actually previously drink uh, another. Here we go from the, <gasps> la- from the last pod. Did your oh, uh, did one, your yeah. rating and opinion hold up? Uh, as yeah, as yeah. As I uh, I was just I was trying to manifest the Mike TK <laughs> uh, by drinking and then, that, and then you realize it's the alcohol that that does it. That that, that was what uh, you learned, right? No, I I I typically don't learn much. <laughs> um. So I'm just using this mug, my my Queen City mug. Um, look at that! Look at that head. Yeah, none. <laughs> so this is what's been no, happening. That's so disappointing. <laughs> it is really disappointing when you get wah, in my head. Wah. Um, <laughs> it smells. It smells good. It smells like an IPA. Um, I'm gonna assume that it's gonna be light, like light and fizzy. Um, it looks like a. It looks like a cider. Yeah. So the, the thing with these near beers is that when they're brewed, obviously there's very little yeast used. So the yeast is isn't able to do its job and and 
and eat all the sugar in there. So you're going to get high sugar content. You're going to get, um, you're going to get low flavor from that yeast. You're going to get the, the, all of the stuff, all the malts and stuff aren't going to be able to develop and, and, and work with, work with the beer the way that they're supposed to, um, because the yeast helps them do that. So it's going to be a sweet, it's going to be fizzy probably. And it's going to taste probably like, uh, one of those quote unquote session IPAs that the light IPAs that they make. So, um, bottoms up fellas you can tell that i'm very excited about this oh yeah i'm i'm actually dreading the fact that you have to drink it that's how yeah i've got i've got secondhand it. sort of like disgust right. <laughs> he's uh all right that was an interesting face he's thinking he's pondering he doesn't look impressed <clears throat> It just it tastes like every other one that I've had, every other near beer IPA that I've had. We're gonna we're gonna have to move to something else. Like Do they make anything else? A different flavored near beer. Um, <laughs> you've exhausted, you exhausted the near beer. It's January eighth. This is I this bought, is pretty funny. I bought a case of near beers, Dave. You, you bought a case. Yeah. Well, Why? that'll last you about four years, hopefully. So I did that. I did that because. I did that because I thought I would be drinking a bunch of them, not knowing that they were like fucking 18 carbs in a beer. <laughs> oh, that's nothing. Like Try no... eating a sleeve of Oreos. <laughs> yeah. Steve, you don't have you don't have the genetics that I have that that don't Captain, allow me to eat Captain a metabolism sleeve of Oreos. Here, right, Mike? Yeah. <laughs> My metabolism is slowly killing me as it gets slower. Steve with the metabolism of a 30 something. <laughs> Just wait, brother. Just wait. I'm uh, waiting. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Um, so let's let's get right in this because it's it, it tastes like a beer flavored soda pop. Ugh. Yuck. Yeah. It is like you're I not, said, it's it's not enlightening me here. Or you're it is sweet. You're it not. has the hop flavor, so it's like <clears throat> it's like they've taken a flat beer and added some soda water to it. So like I'm just Wright. like my scale's all fucking thrown off because of this shit, and I, I can't wait till I get back and I have like a robust fucking beer. Robust, like a real robust. Like, yes, this is it. I'm getting um, more for my sister. I'm very excited. What I'm going to do? What I'm going to do is I'm going to give it a near beer scale. Um, reinventing the scale, I guess. Oh, oh no. I would not. You, you know. You want? The, no. You know what? And we're not changing anything. Fuck this. Change the grading. Scale. This. This for me is a two point eight. Snapping crackle pop. How about that? You can. You can open it. You can drink it if you're not drinking beers. Um, it's. It's just, just pick something else. Yeah. You know what your lack of enthusiasm is reminding me of, Mike? It reminds me of like when I. Uh, it reminds me of when you need to talk to customer service somewhere and you want to talk to a human, right? At the very least, just argue with them. And they keep trying to make you deal with the AI chat bot, right? Oh, like, yeah. It's not a human. It's pretending <clears throat> to be a human. It does a reasonable job of. And you're like, oh, representative. <laughs> you totally representative. Totally <laughs> <laughs> like, that's that's what you, your reaction and description of this beer reminds me of is the AI chat bot. Yeah, it's a 2.8. Yeah. 
damn i took the lazy at uh, the lazy option you did yeah yeah steve went three five i went three one i knew you were going low he said it tasted the same as every other beer so i went all right so it's got to have the same rating right yeah didn't know you every other beer dudes. but it just it doesn't do anything to like it doesn't do anything to distinguish itself from the other near beers. Actually, you know, I did have, um, what's the, the zero gravity one. I had that, uh, at the pub the other day, watching the match. That was okay. Jason, Jason and I, uh, put down a couple of those each, but those were, those are pretty good, but this was just not, not great. It's not special. It's just tastes just like every other one that I've had. Um, And for for me, a song, Christ. I'm gonna go with Billy Joel, Piano Man. Oh, we finally got a Billy Joel. We got back to Billy Joel with a beer that he hates. But, uh, <laughs> we see what he did there. <laughs> I finally have you, gave not, have you not used Piano Man before? I feel like you might have. No, I've used. We didn't start the fire. Yeah, yeah he did. Saying. That's right. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. That was the last one I've done. All right. All right. right. Hey, it's nine o'clock on a Saturday. Hey, this This has been Hey Mike. You want to fucking puke? What you drinking? He's drinking a crappy non-alcoholic beer, and we're just glad we have to watch you finish it. No. What would you rather have, that beer or the uh, the colon cleanse uh, orange drink that you had a couple years back? (laughs) I'm drinking this, aren't I? You drank that too. Yeah. <laughs> That's because there was going to be a test after. <laughs> right, I didn't want to fail. Fair, fair, fair. <laughs> All right. This has been Hey Mike, what you drinking? So uh well done, Mikey. Let's let's move on. Let's let's look ahead. What's coming up uh next weekend, right? This is yeah. uh this Sunday, is, Sunday, Sunday. Yeah, we're recording Monday, so this is Sunday, still a bit of a ways off. What do we have, boys? Manchester Hair United. Who who are they? They are honestly, I, I don't twats. quite get it. They're a team that doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> How so? So it's, I feel like they should be doing better than they are, but are I can't tell if it's because the chemistry isn't there or they're just that poorly managed. But it seems like when it works for them, it works great. And when it doesn't work, it is an absolute dumpster fire. And there's no in-between. And I had to look it up. And uh, if you look at their their standings, they've got 10 wins, a draw, and nine losses. So it it sort of supports that theory that they either do it well or don't do it at all. Yeah. And with a minus five goal differential, the heaviness lies on the not doing well at all. Indeed. Um, still eighth in the table, though. I mean, they're still a competitor. It's still a team that we've got to be worried about. But, uh, you know, this isn't the United of past where I, I feel nervous about the game. I feel, especially if we can get in a actual honest-to-God center back, uh, I feel pretty confident, you know, if Mickey Vandeven is ready to start for Sunday. Um, and hell, if we get Dragushin, uh, or uh, however you pronounce it, in the door and registered for, to play, and we're going into this game with two actual honest-to-God center backs, 
I'm feeling pretty damn good about it because Vicario's going to marshal them. You know, I've got no doubt in my mind he'll get them playing. Van de Ven's speed is just impeccable. We know that we're going to get chances on the other end. It's whether or not we convert them. And and honestly, I feel like we'll be able to. You know, we've got more to prove than they do. Um, I think, you know, and, and this might be... Uh, a question we can ask our friend of the pod there, uh, how he is a man support, a Man United supporter feels about it. But I feel like that fan structure going to Old Trafford, I don't know that they're necessarily going to be like that sort of, you know, 12th man almost edging the team on. I think they're going to be quicker to frustrate. And I think that works more in our advantage. We're going there. We're probably honestly not expected to come away with the win. But I think that's just going to frustrate them. The longer that it goes without United scoring and the more dangerous we look, that stadium has the potential to turn on them, I think. And and I do think we'll get at least a point. But I, I, I think this is an opportunity to get three, especially if we've got those center backs in, like I said. That's a delightful little picture you paint there, Steve. I, I like the, the sound of it. Mike, what do you think? Like Steve said, this team is, they're either good or they're not. There's no in between. They've, they've, they, so let's look at their December. They lost to Newcastle 1-0, right? They beat Chelsea, but it wasn't convincing. Chelsea was winning in that game, and it took two late goals. Uh, they lost 3-0 to Bournemouth. Um, then they have group stage, right, in the in the Champions League. They lose to Bayern Munich uh, on a goal from him. Um <laughs> But then they draw with Liverpool, and Liverpool was flying at the time. They lose to West Ham. They beat Aston Villa. They lose to Nottingham Forest. Like, who the fuck is this team? There's it's, no rhyme or reason to it. And, like, not to discredit some of the teams that they've played who are, you know, actually on their day <clears throat> legitimately good, but, like, there's just no consistency at all. The Yeah, there is no consistency. And this team is – and. and it it almost angers me that their fans are are the the way that that they are. They 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 seem no. They seem great, like no, they great Michael Scott quote. Like what does he say about Toby? Why are you the way that you are? Yeah. No, no, that's exactly right. Beautiful language. That's exactly absolutely right. And and I just I I can't understand why their fans are still. They still puff up and they still play this, this we deserve because we're united, right? Well, there's a fucking thousand other teams in the world that call themselves united. And there's a team and, in your town that's much better than you and has been for quite some time. And and despite the fact that they have a shitload of money, you know, Manchester City, they've just recruited better. They've done a better job at spending their money than than the Glazers have. And I'm sorry, Man United, you're not deserving because you're Man United. You're deserving if you go out there and you play the game that the the players that you've bought are capable of playing. And they just haven't done it. They haven't done it. You know, 
I don't I don't understand it. They have a lot of really good players on that team, and I don't understand why they can't win games on a consistent basis. And it pisses me off that that they still think that they deserve more. Mike's score prediction this weekend. Two one Tottenham. That's exactly what I was thinking. That is exactly what I was thinking too. That that's our that's our pick today. I think I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be two early goals. I think we're gonna be hanging on by a thread at the end as mm-hmm. as the attack just goes all out because that's what fucking Megamind does. <laughs> Megamind. Very nice. <laughs> he looks nice. like Megamind. Come on. You paid that dude movie. Yeah. That's just so, like hey, we'll, we'll see how we fare, right? The, all three of us say 2 1, 2 1 Spurs. I like it. I like it. You boys want to uh, start to think about some some closing yep. thoughts for our last little little phase of this this pod, I'll, Steve? I'll start this off because I know yeah. Mike's got some uh, more impactful closing thoughts, and I want to make sure that uh, he gets sort of the last word in there. You know, just setting him up. So, uh, my closing thoughts, you know, um, I am just going to give a shout out to all my fellow uh, resolution makers out there who've decided that they are going to change things up for the new year and are sticking with it, even if it's hard, even if it doesn't feel great and it's challenging. You know, Um, I've been trying to get back into my workout routine every morning and my body hates me for it right now, but I know it's a it's the right thing for me to be doing. It's something I need to do to you know, keep up with uh, my little one and, and, you know, for my own health as well. Um, but man, it's, it's just not easy. It's not something I really want to be doing, but, uh, you know, there's lots of people out there in the same boat as me. We've all got the same mindset and, you know, we can, we can push through, we can do this, we can commit to this routine and, and make it a lasting thing. So if you're a week into the year and you're really struggling with your routine and you're thinking about stopping, you know, I, I feel your pain. I'm right there with you, but you can do it. Just power forward and let's get this done together as a big Spurs family. Oh, that's, that, was, that was sweet, Mike. I don't know how you how you top sweet Steve and his. Oh, he's not uh, topping sweet Steve. He's, communal, he's, his communal love. No, I'm bringing, for, I'm bringing this shit way down. He's going scorched right. earth on. A... <laughs> All right. I gotta, I'll let I him gotta... tell it. Go ahead, Mike. What, what do you have for us for a close? Um, so I have a friend, Natalie, who. Um, admittedly is a fan of Newcastle United football club. Uh, we were, think, we were going to have her on, but it didn't work out. Yeah, it didn't work out. She had a work yep. commitment and yep. um, unfortunately it just didn't work out. She uh, has been recently voted um, as the international um, member of the fan advisory board at Newcastle United. I think it's fantastic um quick question by international like non-english essentially like every, yeah, everyone else yeah so she gotcha. represents the non-english going supporters gotcha. uh non-english supporters groups um that that's pretty dope if, if we're being i think that honest. is pretty dope and that's cool yeah. I, I i'm i'm pleased to know her not just because of that but um because she's part of our what we call the a group called the fuckwits uh we like <laughs> to we like to give each other shit and we uh we chat about soccer um in general and we had just have a good time she's uh she's a very good person i'm i'm happy to have met her um unfortunately um the club announced the because they have it's a brand new fan advisory board so 
um, the the club and that made the announcement today of all of the members of the the new fan advisory board and um, social media doing what it does. The own their own um, supporters group on Facebook and Twitter have been vile scumbags as toward toward all the toward her in, the, toward, toward her in particular really um is is there a why or is it just being douchebags and and uh they've what? they've made some pretty terrible comments um no yeah um so i'm here bringing this up again i know we don't need to do this but i'm un- unfortunately i am using my friend natalie as as the subject of this um I think that there there's a problem again with the name the nameless faceless people on uh, Twitter um, on Facebook um, not necessarily so much on Instagram um, but I think that when you have someone who is um, and and I'm not saying this of all English fans. I am saying this of all people from Newcastle who tend to be right wing, who tend to be Brexity, who tend to be Hicks. Um, and I'm calling, yeah, I, I, I'm going to sit here and I'm going to make Newcastle mad at me. I've already done it on, on Facebook when I replied to them. But because she's American, because she's a woman, mm-hmm. they have taken out their frustrations on her. They can say what they want about the the management, the leadership of the club, all of that. But in the end, that doesn't mean anything. We sit here and we talk about Tottenham. We tell we we tell our listeners what we think they sh- the club should do. But we don't sit here. We don't know fuck all about any of it, right? And it's just like we're just like any other fan out there. We're just saying, hey, let's have a conversation about it. But we try and be nice about it, right? We don't put anybody down. We don't try and tear anybody down. We don't try and tear down people on the fan advisory boards or the supporters groups uh, chairman. Like, and and I feel that like it's almost not worth putting your face and name out there mm-hmm. as as somebody who's out there who has passion for their club, who has passion for whatever it is they do and putting your face and name out there because there's always going to be, there might be 20, 30,000, 40,000, a million people out there who love and respect what you're doing, but don't get on the Facebook and social media to, to mention it. But there is going to always be that small group of people who's out there to tear somebody down because something in their life has gone wrong and it makes them feel better about it. Mm -hmm. And I don't like it. Um, And we've talked about it on this podcast before. And as a friend, I have to just go out and say, don't listen to these assholes. They're, they're here because they're not you. And because there's, there is, there is some jealousy there. Um, And it it's an honest, all honesty. It's just lazy. It's just lazy. Yeah. 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 To those assholes, I'd say just go outside, touch some grass, like get some fresh air, find some perspective. Cause like, God damn. It's, it's gotta be, it's gotta be pretty fucking just exhausting living a life where you 
have that much pent up aggression and frustration that you have to take it out on somebody on the internet. Sniff yeah. some flowers, you know. So that, yeah, you know, watch like the there's, sunrise. There's, there's I don't. So much, so Natalie much doesn't need. She doesn't yeah. need any of this, but like nobody no. does. There's so much. There's so much interesting about like just everything you brought up there. Um, first, I'm really sorry that she's going through that. Nobody deserves that. Um, she doesn't deserve that. And and you know, Wendy has talked about it on this podcast too. He yeah, took it, a lot of it too. It's it's people will say don't take it personally, but it is personal. When you're being attacked, it is personal, right? right. And it it's even more challenging to. <clears throat> manage when you don't know the people who are attacking you you know what i mean like yeah. if someone you who you know hates you says you're an idiot and a scumbag okay whatever i know you don't like me but when when it's just someone out of the blue with no connection like that stuff hurts and leaves scars so i feel for i feel for natalie in that regard yeah absolutely. and then you know as as you're talking like it's it's making me think okay well what about spurs fandom you know would that would that could that happen within spurs fandom and then like my observation is there are some parts of Spurs supporters that I don't like. Like there are some idiots out there. There are some people whose takes I don't like. There are some people whose uh, abusive language I don't like. There, there are people who chant things that are offensive. There are people that are just scumbags in my mind. One thing I like about Spurs as a supporters group is I, I think maybe I'm naive, but I think that there is kind of a collective will to sort of call out and correct those types of behaviors when they occur maybe yeah. i'm just being again maybe i'm a naive american and i'm too far away from it right like if i were match going maybe it would be more pervasive than than i think but i feel like there's that thing and then when you talk about natalie it makes me wonder like at what point do you just say forget it i'm done with the club right it, like but then how's there a guarantee that you wouldn't run into that at another club and what does that say to you about like how you feel about loyalty to something that you have been loyalty to or have been loyal to. There's so many like deep layered questions in that, that are challenging and disturbing and interesting and all that, all that stuff. Right. I guess I, and I don't know the answers to them, but um, I'm thinking if I were in her exact shoes, what would I do? And the short answer is in the near term, I'd be hurt. And then I try to figure out how do I handle this? Now the best advice you can get is don't even acknowledge it. Keep your head up, keep your mouth shut forge ahead and do your thing but then how do you sort out the way you feel about what's happened to you and that all sucks and yeah uh, so natalie if you do listen to this like we're, we're sorry that that's that's crappy um it shouldn't happen to anybody sorry to happen to you absolutely sorry to end it on such a downer but like no these are things that need to be discussed human beings do stupid things and, and you uh, know what it segues nicely into my actual actual final thoughts <laughs> Dave, What's would you that, like Steve? to know what those are? I would love to know if you were to, to make a final comment to people on the way out the door, what you might say. Quiz, 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 quiz. And maybe more importantly. Don't be an asshole. That's what I like. And, and, and Michael, how about you? Yeah, so just make sure that as you uh, <clears throat> venture out in the snowy wonderland that is uh, New England and Vermont in general, um, or anywhere else in the world that you're Or anywhere else in the world, man. There's fucking crazy global, people out there. baby. Yeah, we are global. Um, if you're listening from India or Singapore or wherever uh, millions wherever and millions of can be possible podcast listeners are, uh, just tread lightly and be safe. And do you have one more thought? Oh, yeah. Uh, Tottenham Hotspur action. It's fantastic. <laughs>